Welcome to the Fire to Flourishing podcast, a place where I hope your soul finds joy, your heart finds belonging, and your story finds community. Come along with us as we share our stories of courage in the day-to-day and the promises of hope that lead us to tomorrow. Your story is important. Pull up a chair. We can't wait to chat. So I don't really know where I want to start either. So the quote. Mackenzie, you asked me to come back for a podcast and we shot around so many different ideas. We went from Christian dating to (laughs) (laughs) inessentials unity and non-essentials liberty and all things charity. So Yeah. Sorry guys, we're gonna come back to the dating (laughs) comment another time. Well, it's it's fun when you and I talk because we often say, man, I wish we had hit record at the front end of this conversation. I always say that every time we're together. <laughs> I should have said that. <laughs> oh. We'll be on the phone talking about something that's really important, and then all of a sudden it just it goes by the wayside. Because yeah, we get into- right. Okay, so we're going to talk about some really deep... Sometimes hard stuff. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Some stuff that's dividing. Yeah. Um, I am privileged to be included in a um, an interdenominational ecumenical mm-hmm. group of people called Christians Practicing Yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, yoga in and of itself can be a super divisive topic, mm-hmm. so I don't want to talk yeah. about that right now. Well, we already talked about a lot of that in the last podcast. We did. So you can go, anybody can go back and listen to that if they want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but with that, I get to have a lot of dialogue with people who are um, from a lot of different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. I came to Christ as a 20-year-old who had had a what I perceived to be a near-death experience. I wasn't mm-hmm. sure what that would have ended up for for me once I came out on the other side. Mm-hmm. I started doing some searching. I found Jesus. And I have been following him ever since. Mm. I was raised, and I say raised because I had my baby Christianhood in um, mostly um, what I would describe as evangelical upbringing. Mm -hmm. Um, I I joke around that, you know, I was baptized in a Grace Brethren church where they dunk you three times. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you Why? have to Father, be... Father, Son, Holy Spirit? Yes, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Three hmm. separate immersions. Wow. Um, yeah. And, you know, that I... That was as a child. No. Or that was the adult. That was the okay. adult. I when I When I came to Christ was when I was an adult. Okay. So... Um, yeah, and you know, and in the meantime, you're being taught. Well, why are you being immersed three times? And so there's all of this education that goes behind all those things. And I think that churches are doing a great job in that, mm-hmm. with you know, inviting people into the doors first, and then educating them on these are our practices, and this is why we do yeah. what we do, and here's right. the scripture to back that up. But there's so many. There's so many different walks of life, and so many yes different reasons, and those are the divisive. Pro- that's what's happening, mm-hmm. you know, instead of. Let's talk about these things and talk mm-hmm. about why I feel the way I feel and you feel the way you mm-hmm. feel. And so many people are just going, um, mm-hmm. I don't like the way you think and I have a problem with you. Mm-hmm. And it's 
a problem. Well, and therefore, because I don't agree with you on how we receive the Holy Spirit or how the Holy Spirit is manifested in you or how it is that you were baptized and what type of water, because I may not agree with you on those things, I'm not even coming to the table. And in fact, there's going to be such a division that I'm going to criticize you every chance I get. Mm -hmm. I'm going to write blogs about you, and I'm going to call you out on social media, and I'm going to talk about the things that you believe in as being wrong. And what um, what does the Bible say about they will know you by your... Love. Yeah. And we tend to be not doing that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So... Hmm. um, I do Bible studies every single week... Um, in my job, that's part of my job mm-hmm. for myself, for my practice, is I basically present the word yeah. as the Lord is revealing himself to me through his word. That's kind of what I deliver for yeah, my right. classes. Mm-hmm. And um, so just recently, I went through love. Like, what are the different aspects of love? And um, obviously, we can look towards Jesus as our physical uh, manifestation of what love looks like, how he handled things, the mm-hmm. way that he went about loving people, actively loving people. He didn't just walk around spewing it out, like right. spewing verses. I mean, he, he did talk, but he was also living it. Mm-hmm. He was just mm-hmm. showing us how to do it. And know? he was hanging out with people yeah. that really did not agree with the things that he agreed with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, the thieves and the Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, collectors, right. Um, <clears throat> one of the aspects that I brought into my class was with regard to Paul's expression of love in 1 Corinthians 13. And mm-hmm. if you have been to a <laughs> wedding in the last two decades, you know the scripture. Uh, front right, back. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> well, <laughs> what's really cool about this is that I think on the front end of that that chapter, 1 Corinthians 13, we overlook the latter part of 1 Corinthians 12, where he says in 1 Corinthians 12, he's talking about all the different manifestations of the gifts of the Spirit. He's saying there's the, this gift and there's that gift. And then he says... I was literally just talking about this this morning. Really? <laughs> yes. It's the exact same thing. So this is not planned. <laughs> well, not by us. It was, what? Yeah, this was the Holy Spirit totally. Yep. <laughs> so then he says, let me show you the most excellent way. Hmm. And then he goes into, I can speak with the tongues of angels, but I'm nothing more than a clanging symbol yeah. if I have not love. And then he goes through the manifesta- or the um, elements of love, so to speak. And there's mm-hmm. this writer named Henry Drummond who wrote about the greatest thing in the world is the name of the book. And some of, some of your listeners may be super familiar with him, and some of your listeners may be like, who the heck is that? But I stumbled upon his book when I was going through my great-grandmother's things about mm. 15 years ago. Wow. And um, Henry Drummond wrote in the same vein as uh, Oswald Chambers okay. and Charles Spurgeon. Wow. And, um, awesome. He, he wrote this book called The Greatest Thing in the World, and it was a composition basically about 1 Corinthians 13. Okay. He equated love to light and he basically was saying if you took light and you passed it through a prism you would see the colors of the rainbow those are the elements of light that we see with our eyes Mm -hmm. if we were to take love 
through a prism and we were to cast it through a prism, what would the colors of love look like, so to speak? Wow. And that's where Paul says, and, and Henry Drummond writes, he says, I think that's what Paul did. I think Paul passed that love through the prism and the colors of love are patience. Mm-hmm kindness. It doesn't brag. It doesn't boast. It doesn't behave itself unseemly, and some translations call it. I love the King James Version. This one really hit me as an early Christian. It seeketh not her own. Mm. From the King James, basically what it means is it's not selfish. Mine is New King James, Mm -hmm. and I'll just read. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, Mm -hmm. but rejoices in truth, Mm -hmm. bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. Love never fails. Mm -hmm. And now these three things remain. Go Mm -hmm. on. Um, mine keeps going. But whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. And the very and last. Abide, yeah. yeah. Faith, hope, love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. The greatest of these in lo- is love. Yeah. And so when we look back at that statement that you read at the front end of this mm-hmm. discussion where... And and Mackenzie and I, just so you know, listener, we went back and forth trying to figure out who was the original author of this statement, and we're not mm-hmm. quite sure. But I've heard it attributed to St. Ignatius. Um, it's referred back to Augustine, and then prior to that, like circa St. Augustine, thank you. Yeah. yeah. So that statement is basically um, unity. In essentials, mm-hmm. liberty in non-essentials, mm-hmm. in all things, love. Right. So there's going to be 15 things that you and I might disagree on. Yeah. And if there's four things that we can agree on, what if we were to just hang out there as Christians? Mm-hmm. You know? Right. And I mean, the very basis and the foundation, are we... Are we coming to terms together that we believe in the sanctification and the in the blood of Jesus, mm-hmm. that He was the ultimate sacrifice for our sins, mm-hmm. that we are redeemed in Him, mm-hmm. you know? And I, and yes, other things are important in certain aspects, but mm-hmm. we we have to be able to come to the table and sit with each other and meet and be able to break bread together mm-hmm. over that over mm-hmm. the body of Christ, absolutely. Yeah, instead of. Going to war with each other. And And I have to say this. um, Everybody, all my listeners are going to think I'm crazy because I'm bringing up Bob Goff again. (laughs) (laughs) I just love Bob Goff. But one of the things that he said at a conference I was just at was there's going to be people that you disagree with. Mm -hmm. And that's a big part of his writings, if you're familiar. I don't know if you've read his books. Mm -hmm. But one of the things he said was you're going to disagree with people. There are going to be moments where you want to fight. Mm-hmm. or you want to stand up or you want to argue. And he said, what would Jesus do? And he was like, think about Jesus hanging on that cross mm-hmm. and those two men next to him. Mm-hmm. And there was the one man who believed and the one man who didn't. And what did he say to that man that had done everything wrong against him and he was hanging there next to him? And he said, so whenever I am next to someone or talking with someone that I know mm-hmm. I'm not going to agree with or mm-hmm. I know we're not going to meet, he said... I just say, see you in paradise. Yep. 
And that just hit a nerve with me. Mm-hmm. You know, like we don't have to. I'm not going to change your mind. A Facebook post is not going to change your yes. mind. <laughs> yes. You know, I can have my feelings and my convictions because I'm studying my word mm-hmm. and I'm pursuing God in that and he's mm-hmm. pursuing me. Amen. But I'm not going to necessarily change everyone's mind to believe exactly like me. And I, what makes me right all the time? I'm not going to be right all the time. How but, arrogant am I yeah, to think right. that I'm going to be all in tune with all the mysteries yes, of God? right. I don't have it all figured out. And on the other side of this and the other side of glory and eternity, when mm-hmm. I'm standing there at the foot of Jesus, is it is it going to matter if I'm like, well, I believe, I mean, yes, my, you know, my salvation mattered, you know, mm-hmm. that matters, I'm not diminishing that, but did this little thing over here that we're bickering about that mm-hmm. like we're calling each other out on that really does not, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> yeah. is that going to matter? Right. Yeah. Well, and so I have found that I get to have a lot of inter interdenominational dialogue. Yes. And what's really cool, and this might be too big of an ocean to jump in for me right now, but mm-hmm. Some of the people that I get to have inter- interdenominational dialogue with mm-hmm. are actually people who are having interfaith dialogue on an international level mm-hmm. where I have access to these minds and these souls that really love Jesus mm-hmm. and are just really interested in getting to understand what the rest of humanity thinks when they don't love Jesus mm-hmm. and how we can bridge that gap. So. Again, that's way too much for me. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> but what I do have I mean, the privilege of doing... That's also the purpose of missions. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But what I do have the privilege of doing is is to have literally like breaking bread with people who are from denominations that I do not have a clue about, mm-hmm. that, that have practices that don't necessarily align with mine. Mm-hmm. Um, no, we're talking... We are talking like interdenominational as far as Christian. Right. We are yes. still talking Christian, but yes. we're, you're, so Bethany is ha- talking about how she has people coming from, you know, maybe a Methodist background, a Presbyterian mm-hmm. background, brethren, mm-hmm. you know, independent, fundamental, all these different kinds mm-hmm. of practices are coming together in one room. Mm-hmm. Catholicism, right. Lutheran, like, but we all the have board. the foundation that Jesus is the Lord yes. of all. Right. Yes. Okay. So we may disagree on what communion looks like. Mm-hmm. We may disagree on what baptism looks like. We mm-hmm. may disagree on what the manifestation of the Holy Spirit right. looks like and how one even receives the Holy Spirit. And gifts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, and that again is so interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And I think what happens sometimes, unfortunately, and I have... I have people in my life who would identify as Christian, but yet when you pin them to this, is Jesus the way, the truth, and the life, and there is no way to the Father except through Him, mm-hmm. that's where they're like, I-, I don't know. Right. Well, I've had this conversation before with people because I think, well, we're getting away from this, mm-hmm. but I think very much in the United States— it became kind of a practice where people just thought you're in the United States. We're typically a Christian nation. Yeah, I'm a Christian, mm-hmm. you know, and and they don't even know what that means. No, they don't know what that means at all. Right. So, yes, yeah. yeah. So if I have interaction with these folks, yeah, is it best for me to continue to hammer into them that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and there is no way to the Father except through Him, mm-hmm. 
Or is it more important for me to figure out what I can align with them on? Mm -hmm. Because again, if I push myself away from this table, I no longer have relationship. I no longer have interaction and I no longer have a voice or an example. Right. There's this To lead them to the well. Yeah. Well, to even, yeah, Yeah. get out of the way for when they see the well. Right. (laughs) Okay. I don't want to be in the way. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want them to see me as being this person who was like, well, if you don't see it my way, then you don't see it. Yeah. And I don't think that that's true. I have no. I think it's more like a like a. I have like a visual of like taking someone's hand mm-hmm. and like, can I walk with you? Can I be a friend to you? Like, mm-hmm. what do you need? And I mean, I, I'm not saying this boastfully. I'm saying this just an experience in my life. People have done it to me, mm-hmm. and and learn. I've learned, still learning all the time how to do that to other people. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody is hurting. You know, or if it's someone who I can relate to, a life experience similar mm-hmm. to mine, sitting with them and pounding into them scriptures is not necessarily going mm-hmm. to bring them where they need to be. Right. But being able to walk with them and say, I know you're hurting and I love you and I've walked this road and let me walk with you and then creating that relationship with someone. And very often that opens the door for people to be able to say, what's different and how Mm -hmm. did you get through this and show me how you did this, you know? And I think that's important. And everybody has that, like everybody has a different story Mm -hmm. and everybody has a different way that they can reach people around them. And I think very intentionally God puts us in different circles and directs our paths Mm -hmm. for certain reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so with that, though, what if I have an interaction with someone and and God brings a person into my path that we have very different understanding Mm -hmm. of what following your faith looks like? Mm -hmm. For example, I get to, and I I say get to because it's one of my most Mm -hmm. hugest privileges, Mm -hmm. is to go to a recovery center and Mm -hmm. teach yoga non-denominationally in a 12-step oriented um, Mm way. facilitation it's it's 12 step oriented language to people who don't have any care whatsoever about Jesus mm-hmm. but what they do know is that they need a spirituality mm-hmm. and so what i get to do is i get to allude to the teachings of Jesus which is love mm-hmm. and allude to the concepts of what love actually looks like and mm-hmm. that i don't have to beat it into their heads and if they are genuinely seeking God. Mm-hmm. Again, he is super faithful. Mm-hmm. He does not need me. Mm-hmm. I, and again, there's a, there's a real arrogance, I think, that's out there on some of our parts to where we think, well, you know, if I don't point out the road to Romans, then nobody will. Yeah. <laughs> or the Romans road or whatever. That's true. Yeah. yeah. And so they take it no, upon the themselves. the Holy Spirit wants a job done, it's getting done. With or without right. me. Yeah. He don't need me. Right. That's right. <laughs> he invites me, yeah. right? He wants us in that. Yeah. yeah. But if, if I start getting too arrogant, he has no problem flicking me off yeah. the face of the earth. Right. <laughs> so I get to have these conversations with people because I'm not sitting there telling them, well, you know, this scripture says that, and, you know, all of this leads to that. And if you don't do it this way, then you're going specifically to hell. Mm-hmm. That closes a door. Mm-hmm. There is an um, author named Thomas Ryan, and he writes a book called Christian Unity. 
he is a Catholic priest, and he wrote about basically ecumenical um, interaction. Mm-hmm. And I think the subtitle is, of the book is How You Can Help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Christian Unity. Self-help. <laughs> how You Can Help. Okay. Like, hey, Christian, here's how you can help okay. with Christian Unity. Yeah. And um, it's, a, it's a really powerful kind of a stepping on your toes type thing mm-hmm. to where I... And again, it's not the author that's stepping on your toes. It's the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Because you're recognizing, have there been times when I have basically eliminated the potential for a really great conversation about who God is, his character, and his nature? Mm-hmm. Because I was so hung up on what clothes somebody should wear or what the sacraments might look like. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's going to be some people who really fundamentally disagree with me on some things. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that I can't love them for the things that we do agree on? No. Or that they can't love me? Well, I mean, love your neighbors. As yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So just for a little extra clarity, we're not necessarily talking about within your specific church. I mean, yeah, within your church it matters too. Mm-hmm. But also reaching across the table, reaching across the road, reaching, you know, um, just because you go to one church doesn't mean you have the right to bash mm-hmm. the church down the street. Exactly. You know, not that you shouldn't be convicted about your own beliefs and your own, mm-hmm. you know, what the Holy Spirit's doing inside you mm-hmm. and all of that. But we should not be as a whole doing this division mm-hmm. among churches. We need to be, you know, encouraging. Well, okay, so I'm going to drop a bomb here. and. Okay. You may or may not want to cut this out. <laughs> okay. Okay. I think it's I think it's a great bomb to drop. Okay. Um, but I go to a church. I call a church my home church, whom I do not have perfect alignment with with regard to their um, absolute denominational statement of beliefs doctrine down the line doctrine. Okay. Well, point. You know, point, if you point, find point, a perfect point, church. Point, point. Right? Don't go there because you'll ruin it, right? Isn't <laughs> that the thing? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, some people are like, what? You don't? That's so crazy. And I've had great conversations with my pastor about this. And, yeah. you know, basically he and I are just, you know, in yeah. a difference of opinion. And we agree that there doesn't need to be a full agreement on all 19 points. You never will. Or you'll never go to church. If you've got alignment on 10 points out of 19... And you can actually serve that church in love, and mm-hmm. you can be the hands and feet of Jesus mm-hmm. in and around your community mm-hmm. because of, of the support of that church and the body that's there. Mm-hmm. Score, right? Yeah. Right. But unfortunately, I think sometimes what happens is we get indoctrinated, so to speak, to mm-hmm. say, okay, well, I go to this church, and this church believes that, and so therefore, I need to align with these and... That also means that if XYZ Church down the street doesn't align with these, they're not in line with God. Right. And yes. I need to point that out. Right. And it's and like, no. No. <laughs> yeah. You really don't. Um, we get really involved with the idea of correcting someone's theology if they put out, say, a blog post or um, even a meme. Whatever. We're our own worst critics. When it comes to that sort of thing. Yeah. And so we have an unbelieving world mm-hmm. looking at us going, these Christians are tearing each other up. Why mm-hmm. in the world would I want to be a part of that? Mm-hmm. Right. And so if it's true that 
that Jesus is love, mm-hmm. if it's true that he said the most, the greatest commandment in the whole wide world is to love God and then love people. Love God with every single thing that you are mm-hmm. and then love people. And yet we all come, and I say we all because even as an adult, when I was a baby Christian, I was a grown person taking in my own information. I didn't have somebody dragging me to church. Mm-hmm. But I even started to develop these um, dogmas, I guess is what we would call them, mm-hmm. to where I was indoctrinated to think, well, if, if you go to this certain church and you're under this umbrella of Christianity, that umbrella of mm-hmm. Christianity over there is not something that you can associate with, and they are very wrong in XYZ statements, and you need to separate yourself. Mm-hmm. I've had people who come to my classes in yoga and they say to me, I don't know about all that Jesus stuff, hmm. but I really love the spirituality that I receive her hmm. here. That's great. I have people that say to me, yeah, I'm not sure about your Christian yoga because I was raised fill in the blank. Yeah. We don't do yoga. Yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> I, I'm like, um, that's a Christian denomination that you just stated. Mm-hmm. So we're yeah, on the same team, friend. Yeah. Right. We are we are rooting for the same guy. <laughs> yeah, right. And I I'm sad over yeah. a lot of it. Yeah, it seems apparent more. And I don't know if it's just because I'm getting older and I see it more now, mm-hmm. but I'm able to look back in my life because I have a very opposite story of you. I was raised in church mm-hmm. and have a very rooted foundation there. And then but as an adult, even so, you still mm-hmm. have to, because I think when you're someone who grows up in church, you still just feel like, well, this is real, like, this is just what we do. Mm-hmm. Like, I've just, we go to church on Sundays and Wednesdays, and it's just part of life, and mm-hmm. that's what's acceptable. And at some point, you do have to come to a realization that mm-hmm. this, this soul of mine, mm-hmm. I I have the responsibility of relationship with Christ and that. And it's not my parents. Yeah. It's not my church. It's me and what I'm doing when I'm alone. And, you know, we um, just have very different backgrounds that way. But, mm-hmm. you know, same thing. I had, I've had to come to that, too, mm-hmm. especially in the last couple years of my life. And thank God for that. But also, cha- I don't know if challenging is the right. I guess that's probably the best word for it. You I know? don't think like, there's anything wrong with kicking a tire yeah, here and there. Yeah, right. You know? and, and not in a bad way. Not saying, like, I... I disagree with this, but um, there's been a lot of conversations lately in my life, too, with mm-hmm. stuff where I'm going. But, like, I see it in here, and I'm feeling it in here, and someone else is telling me something different, you know? Mm-hmm. And you're just coming to terms with that as an adult. Mm-hmm. of like, what does this mean, and where do I go with this? Well, you go to the Lord in mm-hmm. prayer, first of all. Yeah. And ask for that wisdom and mm-hmm. that you know, the Holy Spirit to work in you and mm-hmm. provide clarity and discernment and all of those things. So that's the most important thing first, wherever you are, whether you're a baby Christian or have been walking with the Lord for 50 or 60 years, mm-hmm. that, that it's a constant practice of asking for that wisdom and that discernment. Getting and, into the word. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, the church yourself. is not going to save you. Right. Church is not going to save you. Right. People are not going to save you. But you know, Jesus will save you mm-hmm. and he will provide all of that tenfold. Ask him for mm-hmm. that wisdom and that um, ability to see more clearly. So, well, and I've had, I've had uh, conversations with people where they say, I go to such and such denomination 
and they don't even invite us to read the Bible. They right. tell us what the Bible says. Right. They tell us what it means. Mm-hmm. We sing some songs, and then we're done. And we're not even really encouraged to read the Bible. But you think that's traditional in a lot of, you know, upbringing? That's probably pretty normal. I mean, yeah. my dad was raised um, in a Catholic church. Mm-hmm. Um, not bashing the Catholic church at all. I have great friends who are mm-hmm. very rooted in their faith, who are, you know, in Catholicism. Mm-hmm. I have friends who are very independent Baptist. I have friends who are Methodist, yes. you know, yeah. but that's, uh, yeah, I mean, we all have very different practices mm-hmm. and that's just a conversation. You know? Well, I guess the, where I was going with that is that if one is told basically what the word means, mm-hmm. I don't care who it's by. It mm-hmm. could be by the most amazing Bible scholar in the whole wide world. You still need to come to your word on your own. That's right. You still need to come to the word of God mm-hmm. as as it is laid out in front of you. Praise the Lord. In this culture, we have access to the word of God That's right. in a thousand different ways. Mm-hmm. If I mean, your smartphone, like pick right. up your Bible app, you version, and open it up. Get to the word yeah. and ask him, Is does this scripture, God, mean what so-and-so told me? Or does it mean what such-and-such told me? Mm-hmm. I can't answer that for someone. That's mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit's job. That's not my job. Was it Billy Graham mm-hmm. who said, you know, that's the Holy Spirit's job, job to convict? Yeah. My job is to love. Right. That's exactly. Yeah, he did say that. So. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm sitting here. I forgot and I, about that. <laughs> I'm that. looking at this and I'm like, mm-hmm. interdenominational conversation. And again, you clarified, we can re-clarify, interdenominational within the Christian faith. We agree mm-hmm. that Jesus is the one. Right. If we can agree on that. And if that's the only thing that we can agree on, mm-hmm. then let's just hang out there. Mm-hmm. We don't need to nitpick. Right. And if you are genuinely wrong in the way that you're practicing, or if I am genuinely wrong in the way that I am practicing my faith, pray for me. Mm-hmm. Like, legitimately, pray for me. Right. And ask God to reveal the truth to me. And stay in conversation with me. I think it's... Yeah, that's what I was going to say, was conversation. I think there are ways to do it. Mm-hmm. I think there are um, there are pathways. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not, um, if I have a friend who is going to another Christian church mm-hmm. that I think is not being fed the right things, mm-hmm. and I'm genuinely concerned for her spiritual well-being, yeah. I'm going to call her and say, hey, let's go get a cup of coffee. Yeah. Can we talk about this? Like, I'm concerned well, with we don't what even you're have exhibiting. To, we you know? don't even have to talk about that. We can talk about, yeah. you know, the Friends episode yeah. that we keep watching right. over and over on Netflix. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but I was the only person who did that. <laughs> no, that's me. Okay. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> uh, but, like... You know, I guess my big thing, too, that I keep coming to is what prevents us from doing that. And I think ultimately the the preventative or the barrier in social work, that's what we like to remove is we look at what are the barriers to someone getting to where they need to be in life. If I look at the barriers here between interdenominational conversation, Mm -hmm. it's fear and pride. Sure. Oh, heck yes. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I think that's a big one. Oh, yeah. You nailed it. Uh, yeah. My, so my mom and I were just talking about this the other day. And um, same, very similar situation, you know, mm-hmm. sat down with someone and kind of just difference of theology, like yeah. a little shift there. But being able to, being able, like, I know what you're saying about, like, we don't have to talk about it. 
I think it's okay to talk about it. Oh, sure. But I think as long as you're both in the... It's great. Like, you can sit down at a table together mm-hmm. and say, this is where I'm coming from and this is why. Yeah. And this is where I'm coming from and this is why. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like, we're still friends. And I'm going to still love is, you and yeah, respect you when right. we walk away from this table. And that's yep. where we need... We need more of that mm-hmm. right now. And that's where we have to figure out how to get to that. You know, mm-hmm. because that's the barrier like you're over there and I'm over here but we're still meeting in the middle and Mm -hmm. I'm still loving you and that's what matters you know and ultimately love is really just doing what's best no matter what the cost that's what Jesus did for us on the cross and if I love you if I genuinely am actively loving you if I'm practicing those fruits of the spirit which Paul labeled right there in 1 Corinthians 13 Mm -hmm. and labeled in Galatians Mm -hmm. They're interchangeable. It's really easy to see that the elements of love come from the Spirit of God. Right. So if I am actively practicing patience and faithfulness and gentleness. Mm-hmm. And joy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I can approach a conversation with gentleness mm-hmm. instead of, like you said, pride. I think it goes a long way to maintaining a dialogue and to maintaining relationship. If I can't relate to you, mm-hmm. we're not going to have relationship. Right. That's I, all there it's is to just it. we're never going to see eye to eye on everything. Exactly. I mean, whatever relationship you're in, if you're if you're single, if you're married, if it's a if it's friendship, a brother and a sister, whatever mm-hmm. it is, you're always going to have things that you disagree on. Mm-hmm. So how do we get past that? We live in such a time where everything is narcissistic Mm -hmm. and it's about me and Mm -hmm. how I feel well what about what I teach my children every day of the week where I'm like Jesus first other second myself last okay I'm putting your feelings before my own here Jesus first Mm -hmm. let's bring him first Mm -hmm. and then let's let let me care about you Mm -hmm. and what you're feeling and what you're thinking yeah and then me last, mm-hmm. you know, and not that how I feel or think isn't important. It's valid and it should be. Yeah. But we can't continue this pattern of like, it's all about me and, and the it's world spiritual is, abuse. Yeah. It's what it is. Yeah. Well, we're not helping ourselves. No, we're not helping our cause. We're not helping the, well, the our church. cause being the cause of Christ. Right. right. Exactly. So we're not helping our our mission, so to speak, if it's mm-hmm. true that we're to go to the ends of the earth, mm-hmm. we, you know, if we can't start no, in our we're Jerusalem. We're safe in this little box over here yeah. and we're not moving. I'm going to stay right here because it's my safe space. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. doesn't work that way. So I had a conversation on the way over here just because I was, I, I needed, I needed like a little bit of a nudge and so I called a friend of mine on my way over here who I would describe as definitely one of my more conservative friends and um, she and I love to have we agree on a gajillion different things in fact there's sometimes we'll almost say the exact same thing Mm -hmm. at the same time and it's a little scary (laughs) jinx yeah (laughs) and she's like oh my gosh I completely agree with you on that I cannot believe how much we align on this but there are also some things that we we are a little bit off center sure. on some things. Mm-hmm. And I so adore her and she so adores me that we can disagree on those things yeah. and know that we can walk away from those conversations yeah. with a genuine, hey, I love you, I'll talk to you later. Because that's love. Yeah. Because when you love someone, you really are like self-sacrificial. Well, because the things that that 
we do agree on are the things that continue to draw us together. Yeah. And it is a choice. And there's sure. definitely going to be people out there who you don't... You're not you, going to agree with everyone. Well, and, and that you don't even like. Yeah. Right? That's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> See you in paradise. <laughs> right. See you in paradise. See you I later. don't have to <laughs> hang out at the table with you. It's right. not my responsibility to hang out at the right. table with you because somebody else, I'm sure, will. And that's all there is to it. Can I just say this real quick? My mom always said this to me. Always. My whole life. She was like... <laughs> Because I was always a very sensitive person. Like, mm-hmm. if somebody didn't like me, I took it super personal. I would cry about yeah. it, you know? And she always said, like, look, if everybody likes you, something's wrong. And if nobody likes you, <laughs> something's wrong. Right. Like, you're never Find going... Find a balance. There's always going to be that. It's yeah. just, that's life. And that's good, you know? Yeah. Like, we weren't created to be everybody's cup of tea. Yeah. We just weren't. Yeah. <laughs> So the pride and the fear mm-hmm. is ultimately what we, as believers, mm-hmm. as lovers of Jesus Christ, I, I really think that if we were to take that first and foremost, and it, this is not news. Like, it's not like I'm dropping some nugget of wisdom that nobody's ever heard before. Right. It's within the context, though, of who's right and who's wrong. Mm-hmm. If I really, really believe that I am right because... I read it or because I know it or because I will go to my grave believing it, that's fine. But that doesn't mean that I have to convince you of it. Mm-hmm. It's it's really not my responsibility. Right. right. So, yeah. So, in all of this, how do we, how do we further the kingdom for Christ? And all of that. And it's really so very simple. <laughs> I mean, it's loving people. I know that. I know. I know. But I'm saying <laughs> she has the most puzzled look on her face right now. <laughs> the, the, I mean, the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. Right. But it's easy to talk about. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to sit here and say, like, yeah, I'm going to do a better job of loving people. But I think it's how we put into practice those things. Mm-hmm. And I think the the hardest thing is, you know, turning off the microphone, closing the computer, walking out the door, going to the grocery store, mm-hmm. and getting the really miserable clerk at the grocery store that nobody likes, you know? Like, are you going to love that person? Are you going to be that light to that person mm-hmm. and just be kind even when you don't feel like it? Or what about when we're driving in traffic and, you know, somebody cuts you off? And, like, these are the ways that we have to also practice these things in the world. And that's hard. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that those are more topical, yeah, easy interactions. I think when it gets to be mm. really nitty gritty with regard In to the, the interdenominational stuff yeah. is is when we have a disagreement, whether mm-hmm. it be with a loved one or a complete stranger, about what what our faith looks like, yeah. what the label of our faith even is. That's another thing, too. I think that we have a tendency to look at someone's label, mm-hmm. whether it be oh, yeah. Lutheran like, or yeah, Catholic right. or a Baptist or non-denominational even. Yeah. You know, we look at a label and then we'll automatically determine, well, I can definitely be friends with that person because dot, dot, dot. Yeah, or, right. I cannot be friends with that person because, and I think that's what the nitty gritty pulling off our stripping all of our pride and stripping all of our fear really looks like. Here's a challenge. What if you were to go to another denomination's church this Sunday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's the weird, <laughs> that's the hard thing because you're walking into a church and you're like, but I don't agree with this. 
but that's it. Like walking in there saying, "What if you I'm not trying to change your mind?" Yeah, Yeah. right. Like show me what you believe and why you believe it. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, one thing that I learned that I got to learn is that there are some aspects to a um, an Anglican priest's practice Mm -hmm. and a Catholic priest's practice Mm -hmm. that are so very beautiful that I was always taught in the evangelical world. Right, are shallow. Yeah, and are yeah, are um, that are basically indoctrinated, ritualistic, ritualistic yeah. behaviors that mean nothing. And yet, when I experienced mm-hmm. their practice with them, their practice of singing, their practice of chanting the Psalms, mm-hmm. like it was an incredibly moving, meaningful experience that I had. Mm-hmm. And I was only exposed to that because of, you know, this organization that I got to be a part of. And it was certainly challenging for me. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie and say it was, oh, it was so comfortable and I fit right in right away. Absolutely not. Right. But let's be honest. What type of growth feels good, friends? Yeah, right. Absolutely. Like, if you're not uncomfortable, you're not growing. Probably. Yeah. (laughs) So that, you know, if, when you say, okay, what does that look like? What is the hands and feet of that Christian y- unity and Christian denominational interaction mean? Yeah. It means getting out of your comfort zone and maybe learning something about a denomination that you have no clue about, mm-hmm. or maybe even a denomination that you may have prejudged. Yeah. Which I think we all do. Oh, sure. I mean, especially if you're someone like I grew up in a specific church, mm-hmm. you know, like, well, you don't. You can't go to another don't church. Don't go outside of another church. Yeah. No. I mean, we laugh about it, but, like, people shun you. Like, Christians shun other Christians because they're like, what do you mean you are marrying a Catholic? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, if you're someone who... If you're grounded in your faith, you know that yeah. you're not going to be, you know... I mean, should we be asking nonsense? questions to someone who's like... I mean, I think it's worth saying, tell me why you feel this way, or tell me why you're leaving, or tell me, you know... That's okay. I think if you've earned the right to ask those questions, in other words, if you have a relationship with that person where that person yeah. knows your heart and right. knows your intentions, right. then yeah, I think you've earned the right mm-hmm. to ask those questions. Yeah. If this is just a very topical interaction with somebody at work. No, that's, yeah, we don't want to go there. So uncalled for, yeah. right? No, but that's just, yeah. You know, to explore some some curiosity. If you're grounded in your faith and... I can I can find an argument for somebody to say to a very young believer, mm-hmm. don't just go willy nilly into all these crazy you know practices mm-hmm. and trying to figure it out. Again, my authority is the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Period. Right. That's right. Scripture. So breathed out. Yep. When when I am challenging someone or inviting someone to explore that, that's always the the landing space. Mm-hmm. Go and check out, you know, such and such church. Go and check out, you know, Mm -hmm. so-and-so's gathering in their basement for that Mm -hmm. Bible study. Mm -hmm. But then come back to the Word all by yourself Mm -hmm. and read it for yourself and ask God to help you interpret that. And I think that's the most important thing. And I think we miss that so much today. Mm -hmm. I think that we... I mean, sure, there's a lot of people who are opening the Word of God and and should be. Mm -hmm. And that's the most important place to be. Yeah. Because in the end... It's your soul and Jesus. Mm-hmm. There's not going... I mean, yes, we'll be in heaven unified together in that, but it really is about my personal relationship with Jesus right now. And the way that I am reacting to other people, mm-hmm. whether it's in this church or that church or outside of church or wherever, mm-hmm. is a testimony mm-hmm. to my relationship with God. Yeah. So 
all of that matters. Well, I think that we also need to be a little bit less sensitive and fearful of trigger words Mm -hmm. that may make us really uncomfortable in our denomination. Mm -hmm. For example, Mm -hmm. if someone refers to God as a she, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's so many denominations that are bristle immediately to that and want to correct it. Mm -hmm. Um, Excuse me? What Mm -hmm. did you just say? Yeah. But instead of trying to understand the person and maybe where they're coming from in that, to say, yeah, like, okay, where did you, why where, do you have this? How, how is that for you? Like, right. where did that come from? What do you mean yeah. by that? Whatever. Um, having a conversation with someone and they use a word like sacrament. Mm-hmm. That can be a really unfamiliar word for someone. Yeah, and right. They, and it immediately. We don't hear that very often. I don't no. hear that word. No. Yeah. Right. Here's another one. Propitiation. I have no idea what that means. Oh my gosh! Wait, is that like propitiation of sins? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I have heard that. That is a that is a huge evangelical word. Yeah. Word. So, that's like forgiveness of redemption from, right? Yeah. So it's like the the, the exchange. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's right. the exchange that happened. So, anyway, these are words sometimes that we use in our circles that we'll throw out sometimes, thinking that oh, we are just so very snooty <laughs> in our awareness <laughs> of our yeah. God. And we throw these words out, and sometimes we're doing it out of pride. Sometimes somebody else might use that word, and we respond in fear. Yeah. So there's these two sides of not love, by the way. Yeah. Neither of those things are rooted in love. Right. And, in fact, this week during my classes, I'm talking about fear specifically. I'm Mm. talking about how, you know, God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of self-control and love Love. (laughs) keeps coming back (laughs) it keeps going back to love yeah right yeah i mean we throw those words around a lot but in the right context if you're discussing the right thing with the right people Mm -hmm. but not for those wrong reasons yeah you know that's where it matters yeah what's the i really have to ask myself in some of these conversations because i'm not gonna lie i get really uncomfortable in some of these conversations. But I have to ask myself, what's the point here? Yeah. Is my point to be right? Yeah. Is my point to change their minds? Mm-hmm. Is my point to continue to develop relationship with them? Mm-hmm. And if that's true, if I come to that, what's the point of relationship with them? Is it to manipulate them into potentially believing the way that I believe about that subject? To win them over, right. air quotes. Yeah. I'm sorry, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's wrong. And so I have to really analyze my own heart. I really have to turn it back to, is is this your love, God? Mm-hmm. Or is this Bethany's pride? Mm-hmm. And um, and that's a consistent challenge. Yeah. That's, that's a good word. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> it's very convicting. It is for me, too. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> um, but, you know, praise the Lord that he looks at all of us and he says, I see all the great things about you, Bethany, yeah. and I see all the really, really cruddy things about you. Mm-hmm. And yet... I still love you. I love you. Mm-hmm. You are and my that's child. the bottom line is yeah. that he died for sinners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. For us. Thank oh, you. Okay. That was so good. Um, and that... You want to say that quote again one more time? Just so it is... In essentials, there is unity. In non-essentials, there is liberty. But in all things, there is love. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll leave you with that, friends. Thank you for being here. Thank you. 
Well, friends, that concludes our time together for now. Thanks so much for stopping by, taking the time to listen, and please feel free to drop a line anytime. Remember, your stories are important here. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at handle fire to flourishing. That's right, fire to flourishing. As always, be strong and let your heart take courage, all you who wait on the Lord. Psalm 31, 24. Thanks, guys. Hope you'll meet us back here this week for another very special guest. Catch you next time.